Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. in this room has the perfect motive Stand back! for murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm right out one! Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? If I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? Sit Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's the matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Medicine, Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. <laughs> In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. So Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Alright guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema. I'm your host Jimbo, and this is a special bonus episode where we are joined by our very first official female co-host. That's right, she will be taking over for Terrence for this episode. Well, I guess and Kyle now. Um, But this is the uh, first one. I would like to welcome Tiffany to the podcast. Tiffany, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Well, um, we're doing better than we were a few minutes ago, right? So, um, as long as there's funny thing about funny thing about Tiffany is she's been pretty much following the podcast since the beginning. Um, we met through I think the Hillbilly Horror Stories uh, podcast fan site uh, Facebook group, and uh, recently uh, we have both been chosen to be voice actors for a project coming from Mr. Tim Mullins and Mullins Media. Um, we are in the middle of recording those right now. Tim is editing them, um, and it should be out sometime this year. Um, I think while we're on uh, part eight of 16 right now, so we're exactly almost halfway through it. Um, but this is actually the second part of the story, um, or the second part of the new cast. Uh, the first one was Hillbilly Horror House, 
Um, it's. I think it had how many episodes did it have? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. I think it had maybe thirteen, fourteen, something like that. Something like that. It um, was pretty long. But but basically, um, some things happened, and they had to change some of the uh, characters bowed out, or some of the voice actors had to leave. Some were focusing on school. So, um, but you know how it is when you when you when you're into something, you want to get back into it. So Tim sent out said, "Hey, I'm looking for some voice actors." I said, "Hey, mm-hmm. so I'm here if you need me," and uh, got chosen. And the funny thing about it is, I play Danny. And Tiffany plays Sandy, which is my <laughs> wife. So uh, it's pretty crazy some of the stuff that happens. I'm not going to say much, but Tiffany's going to get embarrassed if I say something where there's something about a saxophone. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. Uh, you guys will know when the time comes around, uh, yes. saxophone. And I know if Tim's listening to this that he's probably giggling out loud right now. But, yeah, um, if you go to where your podcasts are located at and you just type in Hillbilly Whorehouse, um, you'll see it's by Mullins Media or Triple H Productions. Um, he's also did, uh, if you go on there, you also see uh, And Beyond. He did Solo. Um, he also does the uh, Hillbilly Dead Time stories on YouTube uh, with Jerry Pauly from Hillbilly Horror Stories. So please go to YouTube yes. and check them out. It's only about eight minutes, eight minutes long. And he puts some special effects and some pictures and stuff with the stories really good. And Tim, also we'd like to say thank you because you did put together and play Santa Claus for our uh, Christmas episode, and that was a lot of fun, so thank you, Tim. All right, so uh, what movie are we doing? Oh, that's right. Um, I'll give you a clue. Ha-ha. Aha. Uh-huh. That's right. We are doing the movie Clue. Um, this When I asked Tiffany, hey, you want to come on? She's like, yeah, what are we going to do? You know, And I was like, I don't know. So we just started talking about movies and then Clue came up and I was like, that's it. Because uh, yes. it's a great movie. So, Tiff, are you ready? I am absolutely ready. All right. Take it away. <laughs> well, um, should we start with the cast? No, no, no. No, no, no. We want to start with at the beginning with Alrighty. Clue. When, when's the release date and all that? It is. It was December thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five. The budget for the film was fifteen million. Box office, it made fourteen point six million. So, I don't really know how that compares. I don't that know the statistics. It almost well, made what the, they spent the, on it. <laughs> right, which is not good because it didn't be even make its money back. Though what right. they had to, so it was a box office flop. That's a but it's got a great shame. cult classic. It's got a great cult classic following. We know this. Oh yeah, it's such an amazing movie. Um, it was directed by Jonathan Lynn. The story was by Jonathan Lynn and John Landis. And it was produced by Deborah Hill, who I believe is also the Deborah Hill that worked on the Halloween films with John Carpenter. Or no, John Carpenter? I don't want to sound stupid. Uh, oh, what? Too, I too late. Been. I didn't, come out, of my, didn't right. come out of my mouth. It's all right. It's already out there. Please don't hate me. <laughs> it was um, It was based on Cluedo, the, bo- Cluedo? Yeah, Cluedo, the board game yeah. by Anthony E. Pratt. Which is probably my favorite game to this day. Yeah, my my wife and kids won't play with me anymore because I usually have it solved before anybody else figures anything. And they're like, "How do you know that?" I said, "Well, I have this card, and you guys are guessing these cards, and they're showing you cards, so <laughs> I can go ahead and cross those people off." I used to sit there in the room by myself and like divide the cards up, and then try to play a game by myself to figure out <laughs> who did it. <laughs> I, well, all you gotta do is look at all the cars. <laughs> but I didn't, though, which is the funny thing. Sometimes I won, sometimes I didn't. But you know, how are you not going to look at the other cards when you say, "Hey, show me this card"? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember what I did. All I know is I didn't Cheater. look at the ones Cheater. in the envelope until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> you just looked at all the cards and checked them all up. Oh, it's yeah. over. 
<laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't even remember. But I know I tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> it's not a one-person game. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, we, we discussed earlier, sadly, this did not win any awards. No. And I think that is a shame because this has a all-star yeah. cast. Actually, several of the cast members went on to uh, be Grammy, or not Grammy, <laughs> um, nominees for the uh, Oscars. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure if any of them won. I, I didn't go I that deep know. into it. So go ahead and take the cast away. Um, I, I gave Tiffany a lot of extra stuff. She's under pressure. So, I am. Uh, I'm sweating with her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go ahead and give us the cast. Let's, let's hear the cast. Well, I am going to start with one of my favorite actresses of all time, Eileen Brennan. She's just amazing. She played the fabulous Mrs. Peacock in this film. Tim Curry as Wadsworth. So you can't really uh, get past that. He's can't amazing. Go wrong. No. Yeah. Madeline Kahn, another one of my favorite actresses of all time. She played Mrs. White. Christopher Lloyd, um, he's just fantastic in everything he's in anyway. He was Professor Plum. Uh, Michael McKeon as Mr. Green. Martin Mull as Colonel Mustard. Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet. Um, Colleen Camp played Yvette the Maid. Then there was... Oh, go ahead. No, I just thought it was always funny because in Clue the board game, Mrs. White was always the maid. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was kind of like, wow, they, that was kind of weird that they, they, they switched that for the up. movie, they added two people, right? Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> um, Lee Vang played Mr. Body, who is basically the shadiest character of the film. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill Henderson was cast as the cop. He is an unnamed officer who is uh, being bribed by one of the characters in the film. Jane Whedon, Wedlin. Wedlin? Yes, Wedlin. She played the singing telegram girl. Um, She was a former patient of Professor Plum's in the film. And a fun fact about Jane is she is most well-known as the rhythm guitarist and background vocalist of the Go-Go's. So that Mm -hmm. was pretty cool. Uh, Jeffrey Kramer played the motorist that comes to the house. Uh... Kelly Nakahara played Mrs. Ho, the cook. Or how? Ho, how? Um, She's awesome. I love her. I used to watch her in MASH all the time. Uh, Will Nye as cop number one. Rick Goldman as... Not to be be confused with Bill Nye, the science guy. Right, right. But Will Nye. (laughs) They're they're, they're adjacent. You know, they're family adjacent. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rick Goldman was cop number two. Don Camp as cop number three, and finally, Howard Hessman as the evangelist slash chief. He was uncredited in this film, and he, sorry, <clears throat> he shows up a couple right. of times. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you ain't gonna get all choked no, up. No. I didn't well, do, I do it. I, it wasn't me. I told <laughs> you sure? I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, he plays the evangelist that is at the very end when it's revealing all the three endings, so. Right. And I thought that was really well done. But something that you may not know is um, I went through in my notes and there was some people that were scheduled or wanted to be in the cast that um, we will see if you think they could have pulled it off or not. Like I do with Terrence. So I believe there was uh, honestly one for Miss Scarlet. I don't think Leslie. Oh, there's a few. Well, for Miss Scarlet, you know, who was originally cast as Miss Scarlet? Carrie Fisher. None other than Princess Leia. Uh, she was originally cast as Miss Scarlet until she ended up in a rehab for drug addiction four days before oh, a film no. started. 
Uh, yeah, Fisher had to call in. Uh, uh, Fisher called in and agreed to work furlough, which received approval uh, approval of her clinic cl- clinicians and the producers, but was vetoed by the production's insurance company, forcing Lynn to dismiss her from the project. Aww. Leslie and Warren was cast as the last minute replacement. So Princess Leia was almost Miss Scarlet. But Leslie did a fantastic I that been... job. She oh, was amazing. Oh, she was probably she was she was probably my my favorite is probably Mrs. White. Yeah. But, She's got to be a close second. Yeah. Um, just because th- she was great. Oh, yeah. Um, I found for Yvette, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Really? What do you think? Could she have played it? I think so. I think she could have. She was pretty good. All right. What about Demi Moore? No. I can't see her as Yvette. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said, but you got to remember this is back in 1980. Demi's amazing. Whatever, yeah, right? she's amazing, but I just can't see her as that type of character. She's... What about Madonna? I don't know. I don't think so. I want to say yes because I'm sorry. I do love Madonna. I just I can't see her as that character. Eileen, right. or not Eileen. Um, what's her name? Um, Mrs. No, Peacock? Mrs. White <laughs> or the the oh, maid, Madeline Kahn. No. Oh, yeah. Yvette. I'm sorry. I just based on her actress's name for something for some reason. Man, you're really gonna bomb the trivia I have for you at the end. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. No, she just had like the right mix of like sexy and sassy and bubbly and just dumb, and it was perfect. <laughs> and she, she probably has my favorite line of the entire film when uh, they start talking about all her husbands. And they're like, "Well, oh, so he was your second husband?" And she's, she's like, "No," and she's like, "My first husband was what uh, uh, illusionist." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they said, "But." but but he disappeared. Uh, she's like, yeah, he disappeared. And they said, but he didn't come back. She said, he wasn't very good at it. So he wasn't a very I, I crack good up every time yeah. I hear that one. Yeah. So I crack up every time. Okay. So for Wadsworth, which the great Tim Curry played Wadsworth, you can't yeah. really go wrong there. I. He's even said that this is his favorite film of his that he's ever really? done. So, yeah. That's amazing. So. Here we go. So the original choice was uh, the director wanted was Leonard Rossiter, uh, but sadly he died uh, before pre-production, okay. so um, they didn't get him. Another one, <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, Mr. I Bean. I love Rowan. <laughs> I, oh, gosh. I, I think, think he, he would have been funny, yeah, too. Yeah, I think he could have done it. Oh, yeah. And then uh, John Cleese was John another Cleese one. But I thought, I thought Rowan Atkinson, I was like, that would be pretty hilarious Rowan if that Atkinson went. Rowan Atkinson is amazing. Um, I, I just love that man. <laughs> right. So I have asked Tiffany um, before we recorded, well, a couple weeks ago, if she would look up some uh, interesting facts about one of the uh, characters or actresses, actors in this film. And I think she settled on Madeline Kahn. Yes. Um, so she's going to do a little mini biography on Madeline Kahn for yeah, us. Yeah. Um, there's so much information out on this lovely woman that I didn't really, it's really hard to narrow it down. So I just kind of wrote some stuff that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, she was born Madeline Gale Wolfson on September 29th, 1942. Um, her mother was married to a man named Bernard Wolfson, and he was actually a garment manufacturer who, I believe I read, like made some of her clo- her costuming and clothing later on in her career. Um, hmm. Unfortunately, they divorced when she was two years old, and her mother moved with her to New York City uh, it was about 1953. Her mother, Frida, married a man named Hiller Kahn, who ultimately adopted Madeline and gave her her last name. Um, between the two f- families, she has two half-siblings, a brother through her 
mother's new relationship and a sister through her father's second marriage. Um, she went to like a, I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, she went to a barding school in PA called Manumit School. Um, it was in Bristol, PA. Uh, that was kind of when her mother decided that she wanted to go ahead and pursue her dream of acting and Madeline kind of followed in her footsteps. She began performing in like school functions, school plays. Um, once she graduated from Martin Van Buren High School in Queens, New York, she ended up going to Long Island because she ended up getting a scholarship to a place called Hofstra, Hofstra University. Yes. Hofstra, yep. And she graduated there with a speech therapy degree in 1964. After that, she decided that she was going to go ahead and uh, pursue acting as a career. She worked in college to make extra money as a singing waitress. And that ultimately got her into Broadway. Hmm. Um, from Broadway, she kind of went on to other shows and eventually led her into her career in comedy. Do you know what shows she performed in on Broadway? Oh, so many. I honestly didn't write any of them down. There were a lot of them. Oh, no, that's fine. I just didn't I know have some. Did. I did make some notes about some of the awards that she did win, so there's a couple of them in there. Um, unfortunately, okay. in 1998, she developed ovarian cancer, and even though mm. she received illness for the treatment, it spread quickly, and she passed away on December 3rd, 1999 which is extremely sad because it was just a few months after marrying her husband. They got married in October and mm. she passed away in December. But um, mm. during her career, she was awarded, or I'm sorry, she was nominated for four Golden Globes, two Academy Awards, two Drama Desk Awards, two, I'm sorry, four Tony Awards, one People's Choice Award, and one Daytime Emmy. Now she won in 74... Wow outstanding performance in in the boom boom room uh 84 she won favorite female performer in a new tv series for oh madeline in 87 she won for outstanding performer in a children's programming i guess it was like an abc after school special they didn't put a name there and mm -hmm. in 93 she won two awards uh an outstanding female actress blah 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 I'm sorry. An outstanding female actress. Act. I cannot say that word. Actress. 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 <laughs> actress in a play. Hey, there you go. And best actress in a play. Her sisters, Ro Rosenwig. So she did make out pretty good, but it's a shame that we'll never know how far she could have actually gone because. Right. Well, you said she was born in what, 1942? Yes. So she was in her 50s so, when she passed away. So maybe 56. Right. Right. So, so man, she was in her 40s when Clue yeah. was going on? She did not look like it. Wow, <laughs> no. She didn't look that. No. No, no she didn't. No. No. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame that sometimes we lose so many uh, actors or actresses so young. Um, you just stop and think of what they could have yeah. accomplished. And then you have somebody... Um, What's her name? Olivia de Havilland, who just passed away, I think, uh, last yeah, year yeah. sometime at 100 and whatever she Betty was. White. You know what she's I mean? She's going like crazy. So, Good for her. She's still going, yeah. <laughs> I'm rooting for Betty. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's, so was um, that that's all, all that I wrote down. Was that all you yeah, had? Yeah, that's all that thing? I wrote down. There's okay. so much yeah. out there, and it's definitely worth looking at because she, 
I mean, she's known for her comedy, which she's amazing, but she was a brilliant um, Broadway actress, and she did a lot of musical theater and comedies and stuff like that as well. So what would you say are some of her best works? That, In my opinion? As far as movies. I mm-hmm. love everything that she's done with Mel Brooks. Um, just the way that she can just spin a line and put... Like yes, Blazing and Saddles? Just put all of this, like... <laughs> What's that? And, uh, I cannot think of the word. I, my words are just not here today. <laughs> inflection. Not inflection, uh, but like we, when you're... Uh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> just the way that she's, her play is on we'll words. Just, that it's just so funny. We'll just say you Terrence yeah. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what we do with Terrence messes I'm gonna up I'm going to have to write down uh, words so that I don't forget. Her infl- You mean her, her inflections? Not her inflections, you know but like, I mean? her, like, like her meanings behind words. Like the, her plays on words and just how she can put just dirty little things into a a phrase that's not dirty. You know, I just love her. She's (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I thought she was fantastic in this movie too. I mean, I really enjoyed it. This this one and young Frankenstein, I think are my favorite. Young Frankenstein is one of my all time favorite. It's in my top 10 just because I love Gene Wilder is one of my favorite actors. And I think that movie right there, I will crack up. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. I will still crack up. And then, uh, Man, Igor, no, no, yeah. it's Igor. You know, him in that movie is is just com- yes. comedy gold. You know, and anything Gene Wilder did with Richard Pryor, oh, yeah. I love it. So, absolutely. All right, so let's get down to some uh, some interesting facts awesome. about this movie. So, three endings were shot for this movie. If you have the uh, DVD, you know this; mm-hmm. they're all on there. Um, but but also if you have the DVD that you can uh, randomly select uh, which in you know you don't know what ending yes. you're getting so it just played that ending and that was done. But there was actually a different ending shown in theaters. I did hear that. And I guess um, and I guess in the newspaper print ads when they printed them out it would say with uh, uh, you know ending A ending B ending C. So uh. I wish they would do some more of that stuff where you could you know like like I think back to like Freddy versus Jason if they would have had one where. Jason would have won, or if they would have had yes. one, or Freddie would have won. You know, what I mean, they could have done so much stuff with that. I would have paid that, to see each they, version sadly, of that film. Like, I- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They lost a lot of yeah. money right there. You know what I mean? I think that would have been been great. Now we've talked about this, but uh, we talked about how great yeah. Madeline Kahn is. But when she does that flames <laughs> on the side of my face monologue about her hatred for Yvette the maid at the end of the movie. <laughs> She ad-libbed all of that, yes. and it was so funny. <laughs> she's just going on about how she's got flames shooting up the side of her face and just so hot. And, you know, Tim Curry's looking at her like, what are you saying? You know. Yeah. I mean? So I don't know if it was in one take or not, but I thought Anytime it was really funny. I am just angry at the world. That is usually my go-to gif. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Here's something I didn't really I didn't really know and I still didn't really pay attention to and I just once I did these notes and I saw this and I watched the movie twice oh, today alone. Um, the color of each character's car is the same color as their playing piece in the game. Really? So Colonel Mustard drives a yellow 1954 Cadillac Series 62. Mrs. White drives a black and white 1950 MGTD convertible. Mrs. Peacock drives a blue 1952 Packard 200 Deluxe Club sedan. Mr. Green drives a green 1951 Plymouth Cram book, a uh, brook. Miss Scarlet drives a 1946 red Lincoln Continental. And Professor Plum drives a purple 1949 Pontiac Streamliner station. I did not know So that. I did not no, pick up I on that. I never noticed that. I'm going to watch for it the next time I watch it. But that was awesome. Right. That's um, awesome. 
the entire house set was a mansion except for the ballroom which or was shot at a, the ballroom was actually shot on a mansion uh this ballroom scene it was in pasadena california and i'll get to some more i got some more notes in here they're all jumbled together but i think it burns down here in a little <laughs> bit um uh yeah uh, this uh, it's just sad that this didn't do so no. well at the theaters no, you know it's what i mean so brilliant. it was the first it was the first movie based on a board was game it? too that's the downfall oh. right so um that's uh, Wadsworth voices the object of the board game after the characters find Mr. Body, which is the board game's only victim, is when he's dead. And Wadsworth yells, that's what we're trying to find out. We're trying to find who killed him and where and with what. So basically he gave you the object of the game uh, within the yes. movie when he said that. Um, here's another thing. Uh, in attention to detail, once again, the secret <laughs> passages in this movie lead to the same rooms they do in the board game. The kitchen leads to the study, and the conservatory leads to that the lounge. That I did notice. Which, that one I did. The that is window. awesome, yeah, too. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, the parquet floor in the hallway resembles the Clue board game. The board on the Clue, you know, the really? s- squares. I didn't know that. Yeah. I would, I'm going to watch her. They, they took a lot things. of effort into making it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I was like, there's so much here. Um the screams heard when the characters rush to the maid in the billiard room are not from Colleen Camp, uh, Yvette the maid. They are actually from Leslie Ann Warren, Miss Scarlet, from the scenes where the dead body of the cook and the live body of Wadsworth fall out of the meat locker. So they used her screams twice, or well, three huh. times. So it wasn't actually Yvette. I thought that was yeah. cool, too. So they just used uh, Leslie Ann Warren's uh, scream. Uh, you already talked about the uh, guitarist from the go- uh, yes. Go-Go's. Uh, there's one in here that you didn't say, which I'm... Um, uh, here it is right here. Leaving Mr. Body is the frontman of the punk rock band Fear what? and was chosen because of his name. Mr. Body will be leaving soon. So I thought I you would have picked up on oh that one. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to look up that music now. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, after the production concluded, the mansion set was bought and redecorated by the producers of Dynasty in 1981, who used it as the Carlton Hotel. Huh. So, any Dynasty fans out there, um, they reused it. Uh, we talked about uh, Leonard uh, Roster being the first choice. Uh, so, here it is. The Max Bush house, the mansion used for the exterior and ballroom scenes, was destroyed by a mass fire on October 5th, 2005. Oh, no. R.I.P. Professor Plum, who played by Christopher Lloyd, uh, that's another <laughs> great actor. Um, he hypothesizes to the group that the brandy was poisoned. Yes. If you remember Mrs. Uh, Peacock's, yeah. like, you know, and uh, in the original Clue and the Clue Auto and the the UK version of the board games, poison was included amongst the possible weapons. What? And, and then it was later reintroduced in the 1990s game Clue Master Detectives. I don't remember poison. Being no, the I've one never I played this, and I had a with my son. I've had a couple of different versions of the game trying to get him to play with me, which he never did, by the way. But <laughs> we had a couple of versions, and I never had that one. Uh, I heard that Master Detectives, from one of my best friends has it. He's always trying to get me to play, and I'm like, well, maybe eventually. <laughs> um, this is sad, too. Um, this is Eileen Brennan's first movie after her release from the Betty Ford Center for Painkiller oh. Addiction, caused by her recovery from a 1982 car accident. Brennan's greatest physical challenge during shooting was running around the mansion for the reenactment oh. sequence. 
So I guess she was in a lot of pain. You know, when they're running back and forth yeah, with Tim yeah, Curry going back and forth with Wadsworth. There's a couple so, of fun things yeah. about her, too. I One of my other favorite movies of all time kind of falls along the same category as Clue, which is Murder by Death. And it's I've never seen amazing. It. You cannot beat... If you're talking about casts, like, this is... I think it was made in the six, 70s. Like, that cast, but in the 70s. It's amazing. Well, I'll tell you what. Now that you're a... Um the f- the first official mm-hmm. coast is out of the way, and you'll have this one done. Maybe that we'll do that one again. So Maybe we'll we'll oh do that gosh. one. Because it's I've never so, seen it, and that'd be fun so for good. me to do. It really is. So, You've got Peter Falk, Peter all right, Sellers. I'm I'm gonna watch it. Th- I'm gonna watch, but I don't. But there's some of those guys I don't like. So I mean, you may not, enjoy but it's much. clever. I can't can't tell I can't tell Sarah that she'll be <laughs> mad at me. Right? She's like, <laughs> uh, during filming, uh, Mr. Green, <laughs> Professor Plum, and Colonel Mustard, and Mr. Brody would often spend time on the billiard room set Aww. playing pool. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they said according to, uh, yeah, according to Mr. Green, uh, Mrs. Peacock would occasionally stop by and watch them and cheer Aww. everybody on. So, I mean, if you're on okay. break, why not, right? Also, according to detail of the board game, all of the rooms are in the correct order as they are in the board game clockwise. Hall, lounge, dining room, kitchen, ballroom, conservatory, billiard room, library, and study, as well as a cellar, which is a non-suspect area of the game. There are also several new rooms not seen in the game, which Mm -hmm. is a bathroom, a master bedroom, an attic, and a nursery. So they really did their homework, you know what I mean, as far as trying to make it set up just like the thing, right? Oh, wait till the end. You're gonna, (laughs) just wait till the end. I can't wait. You're gonna be like, uh, there was actually a fourth ending scripted and shot in which Wadsworth committed all the murders out of a twisted need for perfection in his life. He reveals that he poisoned everyone with a slow-acting toxin in their drinks. It ended with Wadsworth being killed by dogs as he attempted to escape by car oh, from the house. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's a rather grim ending, so they, you know, it's probably why it was never released. And it was never even shown uh, because they thought the ending would be too <laughs> obvious. Uh, but it does say it survives in the novelization in the storybook, in which it uh, features a single photo from that ending with the chief punching Wadsworth in the <laughs> stomach. So that'd yeah. be interesting. That would have been a funny... I mean, I, I like how yeah. they did it. I, you know I mean? With all the different endings, I thought it was good. But I don't know if that one would have worked. That's a little too much, That's a little yeah. overboard. A little too much. Yeah. Uh, when Mr. Body pretends to be dead after the revolver is fired in the dark and the six guests try to figure out how he died without having been shot, Wadsworth is missing during the entire sequence in the study up until he joins the guest in checking on a screaming event in the billiard room. So people are saying that this is probably tied into that fourth ending because he wasn't uh, there, you know what I mean? Because I think it's Mr. Green says, well, you know, that couldn't be because you weren't there yeah. or something. So... um if you notice, there's a lot of um, a lot of clues. <laughs> I say clues. That's funny, but a lot of if you pay attention, like um, when the uh, kitchen, the what's her, the, yeah. the the cook, when she gets stabbed in the back, you know, and 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 she falls to the ground, and Miss Scarlet's there. I think with Mr. Green, and uh, he's like, "Don't touch it." You know, the knife. That's evidence. Then he yeah. puts his hand on the knife. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, "There's fingerprints right there." Uh, and then you got like, I think it's Colonel Mustard, you know, and he's got yeah. the wrench or whatever, you know, and he's like, you know, you know, you just little things that people are doing throughout the whole, the movie that says, well, maybe it could have been them. You know what I mean? Maybe they couldn't be them. So they were throwing you right. dodges and darts the entire movie, One which I thought was really, that well I really did like, uh, and, um, yeah. was, it was years ago. I mean, when I was old enough to actually like note these things is I would go back 
and watch and rewind my little used up uh, VHS. And I would look for them in the scene where they said that they weren't there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was how I spent most of my time. Right. Yeah. It's still fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. In ending B, which is revealed where Mrs. Peacock murdered all six people, it was revealed that she was actually shot dead by the chief of police when he confronts <gasps> no. her at her car. After saying they got Mrs. Peacock when Wadsworth and the other five guests run outside, the chief then turns around to Mrs. Peacock's dead body and shoots her again. <laughs> this, this was deemed, you know, double tap, right? Uh, this was deemed too dark. And Eileen Brennan recorded a new line saying she's the senator's wife so that Peacock is arrested instead of shot. However, part of the rejected secret remains in this movie. After the police run to Mrs. Peacock to arrest her, you can still see smoke in the air from the chief's revolver as if it had recently been I'm going to look for that so next time. Yeah. That's something to keep looking forward to. Oh, poor Mrs. Peacock. The um, poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> when he, when he, she starts screaming and, and he slaps her and he's like, I, I just had to slap her. She wouldn't stop screaming. You know, <laughs> I love it. Uh Yvette speaks with an accent throughout the entire movie. However, when she walks into the billiard room shortly yeah. before her death, the accent yeah, is suddenly gone. <laughs> so I thought that was awesome. which fits her character. And if you listen closely, you okay. So, so if you listen closely, whose voice do you think that is? That's it whispering was to her there, wasn't it? No, it was Leslie's. Was it? Was it? Don't do that now. I'm going to second guess it all. <laughs> I thought it I, sounded. I don't know if it ever really told you who who it was. It sound they said it sounds like a female voice, but I don't know if you can really yeah. tell. You know what I mean? Because I, I tried to listen close. But I thought it sounded like tell, uh, so. Madeline's, honestly. Well, it was like, did, did anybody yeah. follow you or something? You know, what I mean? right? And I was like, is like real whispery, and you, it could have been a guy. You, you don't know who it was. You never know. Uh, here's something else that I always thought was <laughs> kind of funny or weird. Um, when Wadworth asked the ladies to open their purses at the climax of one of the three endings, all of them are empty. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How many women do you know that are carry a person with nothing in it? Absolutely I, yeah, nobody. I carry purses. Nobody. But when I did, um, it was crammed with everything nobody. that could fit in there. <laughs> I mean, you can lift one of them it's purses and it's like carrying yes. six bricks in there. Yeah, yeah I was no like, way. there's no way. Um, but also, but but not only that, but there's a scene where I think where Miss Scarlet's actually pulling out her cigarette case, oh, cigarette yeah. thing and from it's the, not you know, in the to get a cigarette out of there and put it back in her purse. Yeah. It's in her purse. So that would at least been in there when she's dumping it fair, upside down. I mean, if you're going by etiquette, it was a dress dinner and usually people don't use their normal purses to address dinner. You use a dinner purse. So it's not as big. But you would still have something in yeah, your dinner you purse. A something. breath mint, a toothpick, a yeah. napkin, you would whatever. Have something, absolutely. Right. But uh the <laughs> right i mean oh, here, just I saying. uh the ladder <laughs> the ladder in the library disappears and reappears throughout the movie as do the pots on the stove in the kitchen uh, so you'll see pots on the stove like yeah you'll see pots on the stove i think it's when she points the cook points the knife at who is it uh somebody comes in there and asks i think it was yeah. wadsworth or somebody and then you then the pots are gone off there and then it goes back and they're mm-hmm. there or something so I've got some uh, that's something to else to see here. Um, i'm gonna pop that in and watch it and also like mrs scarlet's cigarette i guess uh, in the kitchen when she kneels down and like she puts it out on the ground and then the next scene it's gone oh, then it's yeah. back again or something so there's a lot of little stuff like that there's like boom mics visible and stuff like that if you really pay attention but a lot of that stuff uh, was only on the vhs oh, okay, copy yeah. too some of it you know what i mean so it's harder yeah. it'd be harder to find uh, cause right, of the different right. formats and, and stuff. Uh, 
this is another this is another one that blew mm-hmm. my mind. Okay. So you remember when Colonel Messer says, Hey, we're gonna split up, yes. we're gonna search the house. And they said, But one of us will be with the killer. And then he's like, Then if you get murdered, then we'll know who yeah. the killer is, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean it makes sense. How come when uh Yvette is murdered, uh Mr Mr. Green and Yvette were partners, but Mr. Green was never accused of killing her? Huh. I don't know. That would make sense, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, logically, by their own rules you had a of partner. the game, like they, they should have suspected him. But nobody assumed right. it was Mr. Green. Right. You know he I mean? just has an innocent face. Um, well, he's always like, I <laughs> didn't do you. it. It wasn't me. <laughs> the whole movie. I love it. Oh, something else. Do you remember the running gag? The running gag at the beginning everybody of the movie. Everybody stepped in dog poop. Everybody stepped in dog poop. <laughs> Are they all smelling? Yeah, that's bloody too. It's definitely this uh, movie. When the guests are. This movie, like the gem that it I is. I know. It's so great. Oh, uh, it's definitely great. Uh, when the guests are questioning Mrs. Peacock in the kitchen about when she dropped the knife in the study, she says, I don't know, before I fainted or after I fainted, I don't yes. know. Do you remember she this scene? She never fainted in that scene. Nope. She never fainted. <laughs> she doesn't faint till uh, Mr. Body, you know, the yeah. candlestick falls and hits him on the head. And then she's like, I'm going to faint. And he's like, I got her. And she slides yeah. through his, you know what I mean? So um, she may have uh, been pretending uh, to faint. Accidentally, um, when coming upon Mr. Body in the bathroom as one of the possible endings, but I don't know. That that that's one that 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 one you gotta clean that yeah, up. You can't be yeah. dirty like that, you know. What I mean you gotta you gotta clean yeah. up clean up your act. <laughs> uh, um, after Mr. B- uh, body shuts off the lights in the study, two loud thumps and a person groaning are heard before the gunshot goes off. This would suggest that someone was using one of the bludgeoning weapons, the candlestick, the pipe, or the wrench, before the shots were fired or the shot was fired. But these sounds remained unexplained That's for the right, rest of the film. Because you do hear that, and it gets you wondering I, whether somebody was shot. You hear like a thump, thump, and I thought I thought somebody hit yeah, the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's uh, yeah, I so, remember that. I, I remember I thinking know. that too a couple of times that I've watched it, and they never go into what it could have been. They just pass it off as the gunshot. Nope. <laughs> Here's something else. I mean, if we're going, if we're following through with the rules of the game, uh, the front door is locked when Mr. Body's like, I'm out of here, you know, and, and, and Wadsworth's like, no, you can't leave. The, every, the doors are locked. There's bars yeah. on the windows, blah, blah, blah. But a little bit later, when they go to throw the key out the front door, it's unlocked. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So he, he did, they did, they did stop yeah. and unlock it. That's right. So this is just little stuff people pick right. up on is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, and, the, and here's another thing. If you're a murderer, or if you were one of the ones that murdered, and they locked all mm-hmm. those weapons up, right? They still had, you still had the knife sticking in the cook's back. You could have went yeah. over there and grabbed out at any time and <laughs> used it again. Or the telephones, or pool yeah. sticks, or anything you could have used. There are plenty you know of other I mean? weapons so, available that you um, could use. Right. All right, Tiffany, are you ready for your trivia? We're going to see what you, what you grade on this. Here we go. It's only oh, one question. It's only one question. Tiffany, I want you to give me the weapons each character were gifted okay. in this movie. Can you do it? Yes. All right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say if you're... All right, Mrs. Mrs. White. Mrs. White had the rope. All right, that's one. Mr. Mr. Green, Green had... Let me think. The pipe? 
Okay. The lead pipe, yes. Miss Scarlet. Candlestick. What's this for? Candlestick. She had a candlestick. All right. <laughs> Colonel Mustard. The wrench. The knife. Mrs. Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, the dagger. And Professor Plum. Oh my God, what's left? <laughs> um, what did he have? Uh, the revolver. <laughs> the revolver, right? The gun. I was like, really? I was the, 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 the main weapon that's used probably throughout the, the I was entire thing. In my head. I'm like, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> and and I, I'm going to give you this because you're a big Madeline Kahn oh. fan and, and an Eileen Brennan fan. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, Madeline Kahn and Eileen Brennan worked together in Peter Bogdanovich's musical At Long uh, Last Love in 1975. Oh. A critical and financial bomb that was so bad that Bogdanovich publicly apologized oh, no. for it, then dis <gasps> then disowned it. Wow! Brennan worked for him one more time in in uh, Texasville, and Khan, um, while Khan never oh, worked for goodness. him again. Um, yeah, their co-star Colleen Camp uh, started one. Uh, Bogdanovich uh, directed flop illegally yours, which he considers one of his worst movies, but. During one of their films, and I think it was that one, they mm -hmm. became really good friends. And then when they when they reunited on this set, Madeline Kahn did not know how to approach um, Eileen with her drug addiction oh, okay. problem. And so she didn't really talk to her then, and they never spoke again after this movie, Aww. is what I read. That's so, so sad. I thought yeah. that, how terrible is one that? One of the things that I always right. thought was interesting about Eileen Brennan, too, was that she and Goldie Hawn had this amazing friendship. And... They became friends while they were working on Private Benjamin together. And then I don't know if it was that car accident that had happened, but something happened to Eileen and Goldie Hawn pretty much took care of her. And it was toward the end of her life. I, th I believe the last movie that she made, um, Eileen Brennan was Jeepers Creepers. She was the cat lady. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Goldie Hawn was just like destroyed because she helped take care of her when she was at the end, you know, having all those problems. All right, are you ready for this big okay. announcement? Are you ready? Here we go. A readaptation from the 20th Century Fox was <laughs> announced on August 17th, 2016. It is currently. As of January 2020, in pre-production. Do you want me to flip this table? Two of the... <laughs> hang on. Well, hang on. Let me okay. give you two of the stars. There's only Rowan two Atkinson? cast members that If it's have... Rowan Atkinson, yeah. I'm totally in. No. <sighs> no, no. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you know who Ryan Reynolds is? I think I've seen, like, one of his movies. Okay. And Jason Bateman. I'm still going to flip the table. I think it's... <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, it's still pre-production, but it could, uh, with Ryan, it could be good. It could be good, but then they, but then they could just totally just destroy yeah. it too. You know, I what don't I mean? really think that you're going to be um, able to beat what was done with this film, considering like star power and just the way they right. mesh together. Right. I mean, and they're great. Okay, here we go. Here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a little game. We're going to play. Who would you cast from today? I wouldn't. I would characters? leave it alone. Are you ready? <laughs> no, no, no. Who would you play Wadsworth. as Wadsworth? Who Who are you going to get as Wadsworth? Um, I would get Sean Pertwee. I love him. Yeah. Who what? is that? My heart. What? 
You gonna flip I the table gonna flip again? The table. I'm just looking for a, a reason to flip this table. No, he was in. He was in. Dog I'm just Soldier. gonna go he with Sarge. He was in Event Horizon. He played Smith. Oh yeah, I, you keep talking about oh that Dog gosh. Soldier movie. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's amazing. I would probably go with. Um, let's go with okay. a Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey could pull it off if he goes back to his. I saw their uh, former to be self. An Ace Ventura um, movie. Yeah, that's I posted that. Movie, that's why I saw it. So here you go. <laughs> Right, hello. Um, here we go. So okay. we're going to do the women first. So you have Mrs. White, you have Miss Scarlet, and you have Mrs. Peacock. Who are you putting in um, those roles? Mrs. Peacock, I would probably do... You know what? The girl's still going strong, and she's amazing. I love Maggie Smith. Throw her in there. Um, okay. Miss Scarlet, I would do. Um, I'm gonna have to think about that one for a minute. I'm trying to think of like what actresses can f- are good at those types of roles. I would put. Um, oh man, names. Uh, you know, you yeah. know who I'm putting there. I think I'm gonna put um, Terry she Hatcher there. Terry was always good. Yeah, she she could do it. I think I think Mrs. she could do White, it. Right. I would probably want to see. Um, what is her name? She she was in the new Wonder Woman opposite gal, blonde. You know who I'm talking uh, about. Um, I can't think of her name. Yeah, I can't think of. I'll her look name, it up. Though. Uh, somebody else. I somebody somebody else that I thought would fit good there is Angela Kinsey, who played Angela okay. on The Office. I think she could pull that off too. Um, so okay, let's go to the men. We got Mr. Green. We got uh, Colonel Mustard, and I think Martin Mull did a fantastic job there too. I don't think he gets enough credit. He's in one of Mar- my favorite movies, eighties uh, movie too, yeah. Mr. Mom. I loved Mr. Mom. That's one of my I, all-time favorite movies. Yes. Michael Keaton. I love Martin Mull, and honestly, to this day, his character that is all my all-time favorite was um, Leon Carp on Roseanne. Kristen Wiig is the actress that I was thinking of. Kristen Wiig. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we picked Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to go with Mr. Green, who are you going to put? We need someone that kind of fits that type of personality. I love what um, Michael McKeon did with him. So you need like that iffy, you know, placid type of person. Um, man, these are rough. I don't know. I know. I maybe that's why yeah, it's still in pre-production. They don't know either. You know, what I mean, I mean, I could see Reese Witherspoon doing Mrs. Peacock yeah. too. I think she'd be funny yeah. there too. Um, yeah, Colonel Mustard. I'm putting uh, what's his name, Ron Swanson from yeah, uh, yeah, Parks yeah. and Recreation. Definitely, <laughs> he's he's gonna be in there. I can't think of his <laughs> name though. Um, Mr. Green. Mr. Oh Green's man, hard. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. Uh, Professor Plum. Uh, it's kind of be like somebody goofy, but subtly goofy. I don't know. Uh, but this is, yeah, this is really hard. I mean, I didn't think it would be that hard, but when, once you sit back and you think, well, they could work, then you're like, no, yeah. no, you know what I mean. So, um, tell I'll tell you what. If you guys are listening to this and you go to the tragedy and you're part of the Facebook group at the Tragedy of Cinema Podcast group. Go on there and let me and Tiffany know who you think would be the perfect cast for this. Um, 
And I think you could probably even put like a um, like a Idris Elba in there somewhere, um, or um, uh, what's his name? I'm not sure who. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> See my mind. <laughs> I'm not sure who I would put him um, as, but I'm definitely throwing Bill Hader in as either a Mr. Green or Professor Plum. Yeah, he would Mr. be a good Green. Mr. Green. Yeah, Mr. Green would be a good one. Um, and I also thought that maybe for Wadsworth, you could even throw in uh, maybe. Um, What's his name? Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Man, why am I having trouble with names? Uh, no. <laughs> he can still do uh, it. Uh, the guy that played Michael Scott in The Office. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Steve. Uh, what's his name? Help me yeah, out. Steve, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. <laughs> he yeah. would be good. I mean, I think he would be. Yeah. He would be really good at it too. I think. Um, so, so with the casting of Jason Bateman and uh, Ryan Reynolds, who do you think that they're cast for? I think Ryan would probably be Wadsworth, but I don't see him fitting. Like, if I was going to put him in, I would put him in as green or mustard, like somebody along those lines. But he's very surprised. Like, yeah. he's, he, he, he's, he knows his stuff, so he could fit anywhere. Well, you know, like, like Wadsworth needs to be like Timothy Dalton yeah. or somebody, you know, somebody. Yeah. That, um, so... Tiffany, let me hear your thoughts on this movie before we wrap this up. I just absolutely think? love this movie. I One of the highlights of being a parent for me was having my son get to the age where he was old enough to watch it and enjoy it and see him laugh at the things that I laughed at and see him get the jokes and enjoy them. And We still watch it together. It's one of the things that he will actually still do with me. He's 18 and he, you know, doesn't want, he has other things to do, but like we will sit and watch Clue every time. But I, it's such a, an amazing group of actors. It's such an amazing group of performances. The jokes are hilarious. They're very clever. I don't really see what you couldn't like about it. It's just awesome. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Right. And it's, it's like in every movie that you watch. And you're so used to seeing those people um, in those roles. And then you, 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 you get the, the notes like this where you're like, well, maybe Madonna could have been in here. And then you start thinking of Madonna with those other cast of characters, and I just right. don't think it would have worked. And you start thinking about Jennifer Jason Lee in this, and I don't think it worked. You start thinking about Carrie right. Fisher, and I don't think it worked. Now, I say that because I never yeah. saw them on screen, you know what I mean? But I think this group worked amazingly together. Yeah. Their synergy were together and all that. And I, th- I just think and you don't nice get much better that than that. And the nice thing was that they were all famous. They were all very well-known. They had very successful careers, but they weren't overly over-the-top like you are saying. You can't put somebody in like Madonna – and then put somebody in that's barely known because you'll have that name overshadowing the performances. And well, you know, Wadsworth will probably be played by The Rock, <laughs> you know, the upcoming one. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, that's what they do. They go get these big name stars just to Jason draw more Statham money. You know, what I mean, Professor but I think Plum. I think when you get <laughs> right, you know, what I mean. Uh, yeah. So I I just think it worked well. Uh, I think it's Tim Curry's uh, best role for me. 100%. Um, I like Christopher Lloyd in this a lot. I like Martin Mull. You know, they're just they're they're all just fantastic. I know you've uh, seen. I know you've seen I, the I mean, gift where it's like I don't judge people by blah blah blah, but I judge them by how you what movie you know Tim Curry from. This is my Tim Curry movie. Right, that I right. Choose. He's great. I uh, hope oh, mine too. Uh, that and, uh, was it the yeah. Home Alone where he just <laughs> smiles, you know, and he turns into the Grinch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people say Rocky Horror Picture Show or even Pennywise the Clown from it. Um, oh, absolutely. He's very well known for that too. So. Well, I think this episode's coming to a close. You got any other uh, thing you would like to throw out? I don't. I've, I'm content. 
If you guys would like to see <laughs> Tiffany come back and be in another uh, bump for another bonus episode, go ahead and let us know. Uh, you can write us an email at thetragedycinema@gmail.com. Um, go ahead and go leave us a review if you haven't on iTunes. I will read it on the air. Um, and one other thing is make sure you go and check out Hillbilly yes, Horror Stories yes. 2, The Redemption, starring me yes. and Tiffany as Sandy and Danny Kane <laughs> yeah. is our names. And it's going to be amazing. Sandy is a Sandy is a yeah. police officer. And yes, I play Danny, who is a nurse. <laughs> so, you know, when he said that, all I could think of is when uh, uh, meet the parents. You know, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's all I that's it all fits. I could think of. And it I was like, perfectly. great, you know, because I hey, what are you, what are you saying? <laughs> I know, but. We uh, do, we're having yeah. a lot of fun recording it's it. Great, it's, it's crazy. So we pick on each other and all that. Great group and, of people. Uh, um, it's a really fun script. It's it's been a lot of interesting moments already, and we're not even finished <laughs> yet. So <laughs> we're not we're not right. even through halfway through the first season, and, and oh, Tiffany's man. already blushed more times oh. than anybody. <laughs> 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 Me, I just make up lines as I go, and Tim likes them. So that's all I got to do, right? I mean. I, I've totally retransformed the character that he had in mind, so he lets me ad lib a lot of stuff and change some lines, and he likes using that stuff. So I, 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 that. I just roll, I, and you know, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I don't even mean it; it just comes out. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's great," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So, well, with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And, and Tiffany, take away. The uh, I forgot. I know. What? And you're cut. gonna ruin the. You know, you're gonna. Ru- there you that's go. What I do. <laughs> <And cut. laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!